1: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. We are brought to you by, as always, the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. The only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. You are going to love it there. Dental work at its finest. 317-849-2933 is the number. Let's talk about sports. Pace is a huge game tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse against the Celtics win this one you push your record to 4-0 and whoop whoop right Purdue they got a game tonight in Piscataway against Rutgers Rutgers is nationally ranked yes I said Rutgers is nationally ranked you gotta bank some wins in order to get to the NCAA tournament and in the Big Ten you're going to be able to do that most of the teams in the conference are ranked at this point this is a hell of an opportunity for Purdue to get one of those wins. He needs Stefanovic to shoot the ball well. Hopefully he's able to do it. What do you need from the Pacers? I think we know what you need from the Pacers. you got to have Victor Oladipo healthy, playing well. you got to have Brogdon, Sabonis doing what they do. Sabonis, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week this past week, he averaged 27.4 points a game, 11 boards, and 7 assists, playing at an exceptionally high level. That's why the Pacers are 3-0. and up. Colts, they got a game this weekend, a huge game, against the Jaguars. Last regular season game for 2020. And if the Colts win this thing, they got a chance to go to the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. But if they win, and either the Dolphins, the Browns, the Ravens, or the Titans lose, the Colts are going to the postseason for the first time in a couple of years. Let's talk. To the offensive coordinator of the Colts, the great Nick Sirianni. Nick, I wonder—you played the Jaguars in Week One, all right? From then to now, what have you learned? What do you understand, maybe, about your offense that you didn't at that point?
0: Yeah, I just think you—you—you you, um, you figure out what you're good at, what you—what your guys are good at. You just get a—you just get a better feel and flow for what your guys can do, what they—what they execute you know, what, what you have executed. And so you just build confidence in things. And then, and then there's things that come off of that too. Like, well, this, you know, you you marry things together too, off of the things they're good at. So I just think you, you just get a better feel for all the players, especially the players you haven't seen before or seen in a while. Um, You know, some, some or and what they can do. And um, you build your game plans off of that.
1: Are there any plays from the Steelers game you'd like to get back?
0: Sure, I think you're you're always going to have that after, especially after a loss. You're going to always have that. Um, you know, they got us they got us on a couple sacks, and 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 to me, a couple of them were were coverage sacks. So, you know, the, you know, a couple of them were coverage sacks. Like, and they didn't they didn't do something we thought they were going to do. And of course, you're gonna you're gonna look at the they're gonna look at the play. Like, man, I thought they were going to do this on that play. And then Philip, Philip, you know, we we talked about it all week. Phillips thought they were going to do this on this play too, and that's why he's getting ready to throw it. Oh no, they don't do what they, we thought. Boom! He moves in the pocket and he get, and he gets sacked. Well, of course, after after something like that, when it hits, you know, when something like that hits, you're all high fiving and going crazy and like, man, I knew they were going to do that. It's just the way you know it comes out. Uh, different. I knew they were going to do that, and they did it, and we hit it in the face. But you know, I think about that one on the third down where. You know they did something a little bit different in coverage, and like I said, it you know, Philip Philip looked at it. They didn't do what we thought they were going to do, and he moved and he got sacked, and we had to punt. And so you know, you you look at a play like that, you look at a play like that. I think that was on um, that was on ninety seven sack on uh well, on Hayward sack, and you look at a play like that and you say to yourself, man, I wish I would have, I wish I would given him one more option on this or. You know, had they, you know, I wish I would have played that part out of my mind. Had they done this, I wish we would have had this to counter it. I think that's pretty natural. Um, but that, that's part of, of getting better. And you, you, don't want to, you don't want to have too many of those. Obviously, that, that's unacceptable when you have too many of those. It's unacceptable when you have even one of them. But you use that and you, and you grow from that and you try to try to use it to get better.
1: Speaking of self-critiquing, is Frank Reich a little bit too hard on himself in that process?
0: No, I, you know, he, he just is just like he constructs, he, he's, he gives himself um, feedback, right? And he's just trying to get better. He, and I think that's a great, great thing for a leader to do um, because he wants us to do that too. He wants his team to do that. He wants the players on this team to to give themselves feedback and get feedback from us of what, what they did right and what they did wrong. Because, so you repeat the things that you do right and you don't do the things again that you did wrong. And, and it starts with him, you know, it starts with us as coaches and it's, and, and as, and as far as the coaches go, it starts with him and what, you know, if he wants us to do that, he's, he, he practices what he preaches. And I love that about Frank, you know, he, he wants us to, to get better each day and, and give our, and, and have tough conversations and, and get better um, from our mistakes. Well, he's going to have to do that too. And he, and he does, and, and he's, that's just great leadership. I think that's exactly what that is. That's great leadership because if you see your leader of the football team doing that, right, then you're going to do it um, because that's what he's, he's leading the way to do so. And so, you know, can't, is he too hard on himself? I mean, there's times, there's times, right. That he's, he'll say something to me. Cause you know, I think I'm probably the first one to hear like, I should have done this or I should have done that. Um, and I'll, there'll be times I am like, coach, that was a good call. I like that call. And I won't go into the details of when that happens or where, where that happens or what play that's happened, but we've definitely had that conversation before. But I just, I just can't say enough about, enough about Frank and how, how good of a leader he is because that's what he wants us to do. And so he does it himself, and he leads by example. And, and, that's, why, and that's why I believe we truly do get better each, each and every day. That's one of the reasons why I believe that that truly actually happens.
1: Jonathan Taylor's got 10 touchdowns as a rookie. Is that kind of a special number? And what is it that has allowed Taylor to get there? Is it, is it work ethic? Is it character? Is it uh, athletic ability? What do you see as kind of the chief determining factor in his development?
0: Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know as far as, you know, obviously scoring 10 touchdowns for anybody is going to be really, really outstanding. So, you know, and so he, he's done a great job there of getting the ball in the end zone when he's had the opportunity to um, particularly finishing with touches down in the red zone. And I, we know some of his, some of his touchdowns come from have come from out of the red zone too. So, which speaks to his playmaking ability as an explosiveness. Um, as far as Jonathan's work ethic and his, um, his desire and his, his football knowledge, all that, I think it's off the charts. I think, you know, our scouts do a great job of just, you know you know digging deeper into the player i think our, our this is a, the best place i've ever been with just how how much our scouts dig into the the person the the player and everything and and find out everything about that person and you know they found out about Jonathan Taylor that he is a he's a, he's not only a stud on the football field he's a stud getting you know, the reason he's a stud on the football field cuz he's got great character and he's got and he's got great want to and desire to be great and they knew that about him. And he, and when you get a guy like that, who's self-motivated and, and can, and, and, and gets himself better. Um, he's just going to continue to raise his level of play. And that's what we've seen throughout the year with, with Jonathan. And um, you know, he's playing great football right now. He's making some runs that, that he's, he's, he's had some runs. He's last, this last month of the season that really, uh, I, I'd have to say, if I, if I'm watching all the runs in the NFL, he's, he's right up there uh with with anybody else that's 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 playing running back right now so yeah can't say enough about him and and the way he's been playing and the way he's been preparing
1: what would it mean for taylor to get to that thousand yard milestone as as a rookie and are you going to kind of monitor the process on the sidelines and if he gets close try to get in there
0: i think that i think that's special for any any player and sure we we always want our players to reach those milestones i mean they work so hard. They, they, you know, in the classroom, they work so hard on the field. They work so hard in the weight room. And when we have opportunity to get guys, those milestones, of course we want to do that. Right. If a guy want, if we had to get a guy a hundred catches, of course we want to do that. If we get 30 touchdown passes, thousand yards, all those things. We, we really want to, we really want that to happen for these guys. We, I'm not sure that Jonathan Taylor wants it uh, as much as I want it for him. So, you know, and, and, and so obviously the, the, the first and most important thing is we're going to do what we need to do to win this football game. And if that means Jonathan Taylor ends up with 1,000 yards on the dot, then that's what it means. If it means he ends up with 1,200 yards, that's what it means. And um, we're going to do everything we can. We know what's at stake with this football game. We're going to do everything we can to win this football game. And if we can get him 1,000 yards on the way to it, to the victory, that'll be awesome. And you know, to get a win and to get him 1,000 yards would be really cool for him. And for us as a staff,
1: when Taylor missed the blitz pickup where uh, Rivers was sacked, is there anything that you guys can do to kind of coach him up and make sure that doesn't happen again? Or, or who made the mistake, and and how do you make sure it doesn't happen again?
0: Yeah, there's a couple things that we can do as an offense. Um, you know, they they first of all let me let me just give them credit because they timed that blitz up perfectly. Um, they got us. Um, they 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 got us. I mean, the, the, the blitz was timed up perfectly. If you look at the play, you see, you see, we had, we had Jack Doyle running open pretty, pretty, pretty open on the play. Um, Not pretty open. He was wide open on the play, but they did a good job of executing their blitz and then disguising their blitz. You know, we didn't, we didn't see it. And they, and so, I think the first person that's going to see a blitz is Phillip. He'll be and and that's anybody, anybody in the NFL, nobody in the NFL is going to see a blitz faster than Phillip Rivers. It really is not. So, you know, so, you know, can Jonathan step to the left? That's an option. That's an option instead of stepping to the right and then coming back around. I just think that, well, you got to give the credit to the defense of sometimes they get you and sometimes they, you know, they time it up perfectly. And and Jonathan didn't see it until he had to step right and then came back left because he saw it late because they timed it up good. So, we went through the process of what, what needed to happen there. There was about three things. I'm not going to go into detail of what those three things were, but there were three things that could have happened that, you know, if we found ourselves in that situation again, that could happen. But if they time it up like that, I mean, a lot, most of those three things re- require you seeing it before it happens. And if they disguise it well like that, sometimes that's tough. And, um, you know, we got to do a better job as coaches that if we're, you know, if we're anticipating something like that, to to help our guys out. Um, but a lot of credit to the a lot of credit to the Pittsburgh Steelers there. They're a good defense and they and they got us on that play.
1: Do you remind the players of the need to be consistent during a week like this in their preparation?
0: Will we will we remind them? Yes, because that's just what we do as coaches. But I think that the the guys have a great feel of hey, we need to go out and take care of our business and prepare And uh, just because of the way Frank runs, runs his football team and and the type of leaders that we have in that locker. room.
1: How do you personally handle the noise during a weekend like this and during a game day like this, where there are going to be other things going on that are going to affect your ability to kind of guide your own boat into the playoffs or not.
0: If we're up big in the second half and I see it, uh, someone would have to give it to me and someone would have to whisper it to me because, I'm uh, all my focus is on Jacksonville and, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be paying attention to anything else other than that. I don't care what the score is. I don't care if it's uh, 42 to nothing, if it's 10 to nothing, if it's zero, zero, whatever. My my focus is going to be on Jacksonville that entire game. Cause uh, you know, we got to play a good football game the, the Jacksonville plays us tough uh, every time we play them and they're a division game and we got to go out and, and have a good game. Um, so That's going to be completely up to somebody else if they know it and tell me uh, because my focus is going to be on Jacksonville.
1: That's Nick Sirianni, offensive coordinator of the Colts. Colts, Colts-Jaguars at 425 this Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Pacers tonight go Pacers. Boilers tonight go Boilers. Hoosiers and Bulldogs. Tomorrow night, huge week of sports. Can't wait to talk to you all about it tomorrow on Breakfast with Kent. Straight up at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live and at about 8.20 on Periscope and Twitter. All brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry.